Recollections at 30. NBC, celebrating its 30th year of broadcasting, invites you to memorable moments of radio's earlier days. In this special series of broadcasts, you'll reminisce among NBC's vast and historic library of sound. You'll hear the stars, the songs, the great moments in sports and special events that have highlighted these 30 years of NBC network broadcasting. And here, guiding our recollections at 30, is Ed Herlihy. Thank you, Fred Collins, and good evening, everyone. Tonight, we're going to delve back into radio's past once again and let you hear some highlights of NBC's 30 years of broadcasting. Such memorable events as King Edward VIII's abdication speech. Also tonight, you'll find what we laughed at in those dark days immediately following Pearl Harbor. And we'll also use NBC's library of sound to revive some musical memories. Now, quite a few of you have written asking to hear Ruth Edding. I'm sure you've seen the motion picture, Love Me or Leave Me, that was based on her life. Well, here is the real Ruth Edding as she sang on the Magic Key program back in June of 1936. Up praises for, let me sing out praises for nobody but you. For you're the inspiration of my fondest dreams. Here's the situation, this is how it seems. You can make me happy, you can make me blue. All I am or hope to be is really up to you. Completely satisfied I'm confessing that is why There's nobody like you You So much depends upon you Will it be my fate at all? Will I ever rate at all With somebody like you? Of praises for, let me sing out praises for nobody but you. 
And that was Ruth Edding, one of radio's pioneer stars. By the way, many of you have written to ask where some of these recordings can be purchased. Well, they can't, I'm sorry to say. These are not commercial recordings. Everything you hear on Recollections is taken directly from actual broadcasts that have been preserved in NBC's Library of Sound. You can hear them only on this program. Now, one of the outstanding news events of 1936 was the abdication of King Edward VIII. The king, also known as the Duke of Windsor, spoke via shortwave to the entire world on December the 11th, 1936, and explained that he was giving up the throne for the woman he loved. Here is a portion of that world-famous event. At long last, I am able to say a few words of my own. I have never wanted to withhold anything. But until now, it has not been constitutionally possible for me to speak. A few hours ago, I discharged my last duty as king and emperor. And now that I have been succeeded by my brother, the Duke of York, my first words must be to declare my allegiance to him. This I do with all my heart. You all know the reasons which have, have impelled me to renounce the throne. But I want you to understand that in making up my mind, I did not forget the country or the empire, which as Prince of Wales, and lately as King, I have for 25 years tried to serve. But you must believe me when I tell you that I have found it impossible to carry the heavy burden of responsibility and to discharge my duties as King as I would wish to do without the help and support of the woman I love. That was a portion of King Edward VIII's abdication speech. Well, let's have some music now. One of the most popular vocal groups of all time got its start on radio. You remember the Revelers? Dr. Frank Black did so many of their arrangements and was responsible for raising quartet singing high above the level of the barbershop variety. Well, here they are singing one of the songs they helped make famous in the early days of radio. The Revelers. Honey, did you hear that mockingbird sing last night? Hear him sing last night. Oh, Lord, he was singing so sweet in the moonlight, in the moonlight, in the old magnolia tree, but in his heart with melody. I know oh, he was singing of you, my Lindy Lou, Lindy Lou, oh, Lord. Down and die. If I could sing like that bird sing to you, my little Lindy 
weeks ago, at your request, I played a duet by Frank Crummett and Julia Sanderson. Well, Julia herself, now living in retirement up in Massachusetts, heard that broadcast and she wrote me a nice little note, and I'd like to read it to you. She says, Dear Ed Hurley, I want to thank you and NBC for the tender tribute paid to Frank and me, and I like to think that my Frank heard it too. I love your program. As I sit alone, it's thrilling to hear the voices of my dear friends and associates. Good luck and best wishes. Signed, Julia. P.S., she says, I only wish that our song could have been Sweet Lady. Well, I can't tell you how pleased I was to hear from Julia Sanderson, and I just wish that we could hear her tinkling laughter right now. Since so many of you listeners have requested to hear this popular husband and wife team again, I found a song by each from a quiz show they did called The Battle of the Sexes. The song is not the one that Julia requested. I was unable to find that. But I think this little excerpt will bring back some equally fond memories. Julia, I hope you're listening. Here's a song that I believe you'll know something about. Six years ago at the New Amsterdam Theater, it was sung. You tell me the name of the show or who wrote it or any one of the people in it. Now, Frank, you sing it, will you? I don't believe Ken she can Powell. take it. I don't believe oh, she can take it. Not from you, maybe. But... <laughs> you're devastating and so far above me. To think of mating, I never could dare. You couldn't ever be lowly and love me. 
You're much too clever to care how I care. You were destined for purple-hued throne rooms. You were fashioned for princess to see. Still I keep dreaming of you in my own rooms. And there you whisper, I love you to me. I didn't mean to make now you Now, go on, Margie. You tell him. Tell him. I'm afraid you gave away the name of the song. Yeah, that well. Uh, it's your devastating. Yeah, yeah well, the show now. Come on. Uh, was it uh, Roberta? Oh, it certainly was. Now, certainly... who wrote it? Uh, I think it was Jerome Curry. He did. Right? <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> now, a well-known male star sang this song in a very funny picture about six years ago. Now, you listen while Duty sings it, and if you could tell me who the man was, or the picture, or the writers, well, we'll make ten runs in this inning. Duty, would you mind singing for the nice fellow? Every bench learns a lot when it's in a shady spot, in the park, in Paris, in the spring. Every car seems to stall where the darkest shadows fall, in the park, in Paris, in the spring. Those gendarmes always do their duty. So nurses have found, and when you're sitting with a beauty, they're always around. People stroll hand in hand, and the scenery's grand in the park in Paris in the spring. There is wine in the air, and an air of I don't care in the park in Paris in the spring. Each lover and his love discover nature is a wonderful thing. And they all want to be in the park in Paris in the spring. Now, Alvin, think uh, carefully. Do you remember that, uh, that uh, man or that picture or that anything about that? Huh? Sounds like a Maurice Chevalier song to me. It was exactly a Maurice Chevalier song. But Alvin, I'm thankful to you very much. The Bedtime Story, and written by Ralph Ranger and Leo Robin, whose many hits include Love in Bloom. Quite some boy. Thank you all. Junior Sanderson and Frank Crummett, one of radio's first husband and wife teams, and certainly one of the most beloved. It's interesting to recall what we as a nation were laughing at at various times in the past. Shortly after Pearl Harbor, Eddie Cantor broadcast a skit on NBC. And here it is as proof that we could laugh, even in those tragic days. He was spoofing the popular Mr. Anthony. Listen. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, it is my pleasure to present one of the most outstanding programs in radio. The Court of Inhuman Relations. <laughs> Good evening, folks. This is Happy Herman coming to you through the courtesy of Talbot's Baby Gruel. At night, when you're trying to get some sleep, does your little bundle of joy cry because he's shy? Does he weep from lack of sleep? Does he scream from a bad dream? Or does he fret because he's nervous? <laughs> Try Talbot's Baby Gruel. And now for the Court of Inhuman Relations, brought to you by Talbot's Gruel. Judge Cantor presiding. Your Honor, case number 645832, Mr. J.Q. Uh, what is your problem, please, Mr. Q.? Well, Judge Canova, a year ago I married a girl who had a widowed mother, see? Mm. Yeah. And I used to visit her often, sometimes in the company of my father, who was a widower. I see. 
One day my girl says to me, you can't boss me, you're not my father. So I married her mother. <laughs> to get even with me, my sweetheart married my father. At this time, I didn't know whether I was my sweetheart's father or she was my mother. <laughs> so to straighten things out, I divorced her mother and married her grandmother. <laughs> and that, you see, Judge Cantor, that made me my daughter's husband by my first wife and my father's uncle by my third mother. Yeah. Now, there's only one thing I want to know. What? Why wasn't I drafted? <laughs> Well, uh, we'll discuss this at length in my office. Next case, number 64386. Mr. P.T., what is your problem, Mr. P.T.? Well, you see, I like salami. <laughs> yes. And now, what is your occupation, please? I'm a pickle presser. <laughs> a pickle presser? You see, I sit at the end of the assembly line, and as the jars of pickles come along, yeah. there's always one pickle sticks up <laughs> so you can't put the top off. Yeah. So I press the pickle. You're a pickle presser. I'm a pickle, pickle presser. Press. I see, I see. That's where the big pickle. Yeah. Now, when the little pickles come by in the jar, it's my job to pull out the bad one. I see. Your job is gherkin' jerkin. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a pickle presser. Yeah. <laughs> now, when I come home for supper after a hard day's work... Yeah. Why doesn't my wife give me so much? Well, you see, marriage is a wonderful institution. Well, I'm a pickle Well, I know. Now, when a man and woman take that final step to happiness, there should be a complete understanding between them. They should give a little and take a little. Young man, marriage has its compensation. But I'm, I'm a, a pickle, pickle I know, I know. Them. Now, when you come home tired at night, your wife takes you by the hand, sits down on your lap and kisses you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is so army. All right, oh, my good man, marriage is not a delicatessen. Look, yes. you see, has your wife got any salami at home? Yes, sir, she has, but she keeps it locked up. Oh. Locked up. All right, all right. Oh, all, right. all right, all right, all right. Well, that's cruel. That's really inhuman. Yes, it is. I've never advised this before, but you have perfect grounds for annulment of your marriage. Oh, well, thank you, Mr. Kenner. I'm going right now and get my marriage dissolved. Yeah, goodbye and good luck, Mr. Yes. P.C. Oh, yes. just a minute. Yeah. Do you think the court will award me custody of the salami? <laughs> Eddie Cantor with some radio humor of 15 years ago. You know, NBC began as a network bank in 1926, and almost from the beginning, a certain program that featured inspirational readings held a devoted audience. Ten years later, even during the Depression, this program was still tops in popularity. I wonder how many of you now recall the man who called himself Cheerio. I have a valued friend who has the gift of putting into graceful words the things one feels but cannot say. He's Thomas Dreyer, one of those fortunate beings who can lead his busy writing life wherever he wishes to be, whether he migrates with the other fortunate birds between New Hampshire Village and Florida Beach, or takes notes of the beauty and interest in far-off Hawaii. Tom Dreyer, whose birthday comes next Thursday, has some gentle, understanding words that fit in here. Tom says, To awaken each morning with a smile brightening my face, to greet the day with reverence for the opportunities it contains, 
to approach my work with a clean mind, to hold ever before me, even in the doing of little things, the ultimate purpose toward which I'm working, to meet men and women with laughter on my lips and love in my heart, to be gentle, kind, and courteous through all the hours, to approach the night with weariness that ever woos sleep and the joy that comes from work well done. This is how I desire to waste wisely my days. After all, when the chimney corner years come, it will not be our adventures in business where we fought a tough fight and won by crushing the enemy, but the adventures in friendship and neighborliness. Ah, these are the things that will count most with us then. The little letters we write to friends, the clusters of flowers with which they enrich their lives, the almost insignificant acts of kindness and love. These are the incorruptible treasures we lay up to warm our hearts with when old age creeps in and beckons youth away. Sleep sweetly through the healing night, O thou, whoever thou art, and let no mournful yesterdays disturb thy dreaming heart, nor let tomorrow mar thy rest with fear of coming ill. Thy maker is thy changeless friend, his love surrounds thee still. Dismiss then every unquiet thought, put out each feverish light, the stars are watching overhead. Sleep sweetly then. Good night. And with the gentle words of Cheerio, we bring tonight's session of Recollections at 30 to a close. Throughout NBC's 30 years of broadcasting, there must have been many stars and programs that were favorites of yours, things that you'd like to hear again, hmm? Well, your cards and letters recalling these help me in preparing each program. So if you'd like to hear something in particular, please address your request to me, Ed Hurley, care of NBC, 30 Rockefeller Plaza, New York 20, New York. Our program is called Recollections at 30, and I hope you'll be here next week at this same time. Good night, everyone. Ed Hurley has been your host on Recollections at 30. Next week at this time, there'll be another in this special series, commemorating NBC's 30th year of broadcasting. This is Fred Collins, hoping you'll be able to join us then for more of the great stars and great moments of the past. Recollections at 30 is directed by Bob Mauer. Recollections at 30 is another worldwide presentation of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.
We hope you are enjoying the old-time radio programs on the RadioThen.network podcast. You will find many biographies and audio clips from the past on our blog. www.radiothen.network Check it out and bookmark the blog which also indexes our podcasts. www.radiothen.network